Welcome to PsalmsCast. I am Denise, and today is the 21st day of November. It is a pleasure to be here with you today. It's great to have this time to step out of it all, whatever the chaos may be, whatever swirling. Yes, the week ahead most likely will be a very busy week. There's a bunch going on as we approach the holidays, so we have this opportunity to step away, just take a deep breath, and move into a different space and allow God's Word to speak. Whatever's going on, it will still be there. Whatever we've got to deal with sure will be better to deal with it with the counsel of the Scriptures in our life. And so we step away and take the next step as we are moving through the Psalms. If you are new to this podcast, welcome. Sit back and enjoy God's Word pouring into your life. Oh yes, today is the day that we switch translations of the Bible, and for the next seven days we'll be reading from the message version of the Bible. Just a gentle reminder of how we find our chapters to read each day in order to complete all 150 chapters by the end of this month. Each day, first we find the psalm that matches the day of the month, then skip 30 chapters forward four times. Following this pattern, our journey today will take us into Psalm 21, Psalm 51, Psalm 81, Psalm 111, and Psalm 141. But before we head into our scriptures today, let's take a moment and invite the Lord to be our guide. Gracious Heavenly Father, we are coming humbly into your presence right now. We desire to draw near to you, and we are desperate for you to give us wisdom, to show us the direction that you want us to follow. And Lord, we need your comfort. This life journey, it's challenging. We are so thankful that you invite us to come here to pray to you, to lift up our needs to you, and you don't rebuke us for being weak, or for being needy. As we journey into your living word, spark joy inside of us. Surround us and cover us with your peace like a blanket, Lord. We desire your presence. And so we open our hearts and we open our minds to you, asking that your Holy Spirit would be at work within our life, transforming us. Lead guide, and illuminate as we journey today. Psalm 21 Your strength, God, is the king's strength. Helped, he's hollering hosannas. You gave him exactly what he wanted. You didn't hold back. You filled his arms with gifts. You gave him a royal welcome. He wanted a good life. You gave it to him and then made it a long life as a bonus. You lifted him high and bright as a cumulus cloud, then dressed him in rainbow colors. You pile blessings on him. You make him glad when you smile. Is it any wonder the king loves God that he's sticking with the best? With a fistful of enemies in one hand and a fistful of haters in the other, you radiate such brilliance when they cringe as before a furnace. Now the furnace swallows them whole. The fire eats them alive. You purge the earth of their progeny. 
you wipe the slate clean. All their evil schemes, the plots they cook up, have fizzled, every one. You sent them packing. They couldn't face you. Show your strength, God, so no one can miss it. We are singing out the good news. If you have ever had the thought that, man, I have messed up so bad, there is no way that I can be forgiven. This psalm was written for you. And yes, the Lord can forgive anything. That's why Jesus died on the cross. A once for all payment of all sin. Psalm 51. Generous and love, God, give grace. Huge in mercy, wipe out my bad record. Scrub away my guilt. Soak out my sins in your laundry. I know how bad I've been. My sins are staring me down. You're the one I've violated, and you've seen it all, seen the full extent of my evil. You have all the facts before you. Whatever you decide about me is fair. I've been out of step with you for a long time, in the wrong since before I was born. What you're after is truth from the inside out. Enter me. Then conceive a new true life. Soak me in your laundry and I'll come out clean. Scrub me and I'll have snow white life. Tune me in to foot tapping songs. Set these once broken bones to dancing. Don't look too closely for blemishes. Give me a clean bill of health. God, make a fresh start in me. Shape a Genesis week from the chaos of my life. Don't throw me out with the trash or fail to breathe holiness in me. Bring me back from gray exile. Put a fresh wind in my sails. Give me a job teaching rebels your ways so the lost can find their way home. Commute my death sentence, God, my salvation, God, And I'll sing anthems to your life-giving ways. Unbutton my lips, dear God. I'll let loose with your praise. Going through the motions doesn't please you. A flawless performance is nothing to you. I learned God worship when my pride was shattered. Heart-shattered lives ready for love. Don't for a moment escape God's notice. Make Zion the place you delight in. Repair Jerusalem's broken down walls. Then you'll get real worship from us. Acts of worship, small and large, including all the bulls they can heave upon your altar. Psalm 81 A song to our strong God. A shout to the God of Jacob. Anthems from the choir. Music from the band. Sweet sounds from looped and harp, trumpets and trombones and horns. It's festival day, a feast to God, a day decreed by God, solemnly ordered by the God of Jacob. He commanded Joseph to keep this day so we'd never forget what he did in Egypt. I hear this most gentle whisper from one I never guessed would speak to me. I took the world off your shoulders, freed you from a life of hard labor. You called to me in your pain. I got you out of a bad place. 
I answered you from where the thunder hides. I provide it for you at Mirabah Fountain. Listen, dear ones, get this straight. O Israel, don't take this lightly. Don't take up with strange gods. Don't worship the popular gods. I'm God, your God, the very God who rescued you from doom in Egypt, then fed you all you could eat, filled your hungry stomachs. But my people didn't listen. Israel paid no attention. So I let go of the reins and told them, run, do it your own way. Oh, dear people, will you listen to me now? Israel, will you follow my map? I'll make short work of your enemies. Give your foes the back of my hand. I'll send the God-haters cringing like dogs, never to be heard from again. You'll feast on my fresh-baked bread, spread with butter and rock-pure honey. Psalm 111 Hallelujah! I give thanks to God with everything I've got. Wherever good people gather and in the congregation, God's works are so great, worth a lifetime of study, endless enjoyment. Splendor and beauty mark His craft. His generosity never gives out. His miracles are His memorial. This God of grace, this God of love, He gave food to those who fear Him. He remembered to keep His ancient promise. He proved to His people that He could do what He said, hand them the nations on a platter, a gift. He manufactures truth and justice. All His products are guaranteed to last, never out of date, never obsolete, rust-proof, All that he makes and does is honest and true. He paid the ransom for his people. He ordered his covenant kept forever. He's so personal and holy, worthy of our respect. The good life begins in the fear of God. Do that and you'll know the blessing of God. His hallelujah lasts forever. And our final psalm for today is Psalm 141. God, come close, come quickly, open your ears, it's my voice you're hearing. Treat my prayer as sweet incense rising. My raised hands are my evening prayers. Post a guard at my mouth, God. Set a watch at the door of my lips. Don't let me so much as dream of evil and thoughtlessly fall into bad company. And these people who only do wrong, don't let them lure me with their sweet talk. May the just one set me straight. May the kind one correct me. Don't let sin appoint my head. I'm praying hard against their evil ways. Oh, let their leaders be pushed off a high rock cliff. Make them face the music like a rock pulverized by a maul, let their bones be scattered at the gates of hell. But God, dear Lord, I only have eyes for you. Since I've run for dear life to you, take good care of me. Protect me from their evil schemings, from all their demonic subterfuge. Let the wicked fall flat on their faces, 
while I walk off without a scratch. Satan will often send liars into our life to tell us that we are not worthy, to tell us that what we have done is too wrong. God can never forgive us. And yes, there will be people that will agree with that statement, but they are not telling the truth because that is not the nature of who God is. If that were his nature, he would not have bothered to send his only begotten son into the world, not as an adult who could defend himself, but as a tiny infant child, a child who had to grow up and had to live through all of our emotions, all of the things that we deal with on a daily basis. And yes, Jesus did not have cars, and he did not have computers, and all of that. But that generation was just as wicked as our generation is today. And yes, Jesus made the right choices. So in Psalm 51, this is about King David and his choices and his decisions, because he had totally bumbled and stumbled into a nest of hornets by giving into his own counsel and lusting after what did not belong to him, another man's wife. After the king took his pleasure with her, it turns out she conceived a child in that act. It was a one-time deal, guys. This was not a repeated offense. Yet, that husband is away at war, and he's been away at war for quite a while. And if suddenly his wife is expecting a child... The result will be that she will be stoned as an adulteress. So the woman sends a message to the king that she is expecting. The king wanted to hide his sin, so he recalled the husband from the battlefront so the guy would sleep with his beautiful wife. But Uriah the Hittite, he's an honorable man. And while his men are out there fighting for their life on the battlefront, There's no way he's going to go and have his pleasure with his wife. So he does not go and spend any time at all with his wife during his entire stay there in Jerusalem. So David sends Uriah back to the battlefront with a message to Joab, the general of the army. The message reads, Put Uriah out in front where the fighting is the fiercest. Then withdraw from him, so he will be struck down and die. Yes, this is most definitely a case of premeditated murder. And it happens just as David, King David desired. The king then marries Uriah, the Hittite's wife. Her name is Bathsheba, after a short period of mourning. And about six months later, that baby is born. The child who is conceived in sin. No one knows that the king is an adulterer and a murderer except God, who in turn reveals this fact to his prophet, Nathan. And Nathan takes his own life into his hands by obeying God and going to confront the king. And he does so in front of all the elders. This psalm is a heart cry from David to the Lord, who has repented. And yes, God is faithful to forgive, but gosh, it comes at an 
at an incredibly high price. That child, he falls ill and he dies. Then David's other older sons begin acting out in horrific ways. No, the Lord never abandoned David, but there was dissension, division, trouble, and unrest the rest of David's reign. His own son tried to overthrow his father as king and even takes his pleasure with his father's concubines. Yes, lots of drama. The man that God himself said was a man after his own heart was consumed with lust, which led to illicit sexual sin. And then his sons engaged in illicit sexual sins, just like their father. Even though David repented and was forgiven by the Lord, the price of sin often often repeats generation after generation. And only God can change a person, truly change a person from the inside out. Which leads me today to share an amazing life transformation that my sister Pam witnessed. We live in a world where the very things that God has said do not do are publicly proclaimed as positive lifestyle choices. Sometime God speaks, and the one who is living that very outward, flamboyant, alternative lifestyle actually hears God and decides that God is right, which leads that person to repentance and the choice to stop sinning and denying God's truth. And just as David learned, when you repent, there will be many who will call you a liar and will want to debate your choices. It happens all the time. Satan gets his minions into goading someone to challenge that sinner who has repented who is no longer a sinner because God throws our sin as far as the east is from the west when he forgives us. And that person is now following God and walking away from that lifestyle that grieved God. So I'm going to read a statement that the young man posted publicly on Facebook regarding what God had done in his life. This guy sent me a message and wanted a debate live on Facebook. And the first thing they told me was, God did not change my life because he doesn't do that. Out of the clear blue, he messaged me for no reason. He told me that, and I'm paraphrasing, if I didn't take a debate with him publicly, that my faith wasn't true and I was a liar. We weren't even friends on Facebook to begin with. He also lied and said the most vulgar things to me in Messenger, and I blacked those out. Here's what I wanted to say to him. The Bible says those who compare themselves by themselves and among themselves are not wise. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. Yes, I blocked him. Be blocked and be blessed. I never go to any of your pages or go to your Facebook messenger and write how I feel about any of you, ever. I have more respect for all than that. I never put anyone down. I simply share with all of you what God is doing in my life. I will continue to share it everywhere I go. 
Here's what I would like all of you to know. I will not debate the Word of God with any of you. I will not debate what God has done in my life with any of you. I won't debate God, period. I find it amazing that there are certain liberal groups and lifestyles that demand tolerance. And they give tolerance for anything except for when God changes a life and then they say, nope, God won't do that. They've tried and tried convincing me that God hasn't changed my life. Baloney, he will do that. He will change your life. He will change anyone's life. He changed mine. You either believe or you don't. It's not up for debate. I stand firm on the word of God. I trust completely in that. If the Bible says it's sin, then I believe that with my whole heart. I believe 100% in the delivering power of Jesus Christ. I believe that God is a healer and a deliverer and a restorer, and I know without a shadow of a doubt that He has radically changed my life. That is not up for debate. I lay down tonight and go to sleep with complete peace and clean conscience. I have repented of my sins, and I have been baptized in Jesus' name. I know who I am, and now I am a child of God. I am not ashamed of Jesus Christ and His wonder-working power. I am not who I once was. For all those who ask, I am 100% ashamed of the life that I used to live. I am completely ashamed of the things that I used to stand for because those things went against the Word of God. When I think about how Jesus died for me and how I acted towards Him, I am completely ashamed. When I think about how I boldly did ungodly things, I am completely ashamed. I am so thankful for the love of God and for His goodness and mercy. Where would I be if it wasn't for the Lord? I am so grateful and thankful that God found me when He did and that He woke me up. No one will ever know how appreciative I am of that fact. There are days when I don't have a clue what's happening to me. There are days when I look around at life and think, what in the world is going on here? There are days when it all makes sense, and there are days when it doesn't. I don't expect any of you to understand because there are days when I don't understand. I want you to know that I trust Jesus with my whole heart. That isn't up for debate. I walked away from everything that I have ever known and loved because God showed me that the way that I was living was not right. Would you do that? Just up and leave it all behind? To follow something sight unseen? Would you do that? Leave to trust in something bigger than yourself. I don't have all the answers. I don't know what God has planned for me. There are uncertainties galore, but the word of God is true. It is forever settled in heaven. I believe in that with my whole heart. Anyone that has questions about things going on in my life are welcome to ask me anything respectfully. My life has always been an open book, 
but I won't debate what God has done in my life with any of you, ever. I believe the Bible is true, whether anyone else does or not. I stand firm on that. I am also going to live right whether anyone else does or not. It's not up for debate either. I will boldly declare that God will change your life if you allow Him to. He will deliver you out of any situation, but you have to have guts to walk away from the way that it was in your life. I also want all of you to know that, no, God doesn't make mistakes. I did. Maranatha Father, we thank you for this new week in your word. And this is going to be a busy week here in the United States. This is the week of Thanksgiving and then Black Friday all over the world. And we immediately find ourselves catapulted into the holiday season, which only gets busier and busier, certainly full of joy, certainly full of goodness, certainly full of wonderful opportunities to ponder and contemplate your arrival, but nevertheless a busy season. And so this week kind of transitions us into that zone, into that space that will carry along with us through the end of the year. And so as we move through the book of Psalms, we invite your Holy Spirit to lead us And as we continue our journey, we want to stay in lockstep harmony with you. That is our desire, not only to finish strong, but to receive from you everything that you have for us as we continue this rhythm of life. And so come, Holy Spirit, we pray into this week and into all that is before us in this week and to all of our thoughts and words and deeds. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. So on a personal note, today I'll be flying back to Atlanta from Missouri. I have to say goodbye to my mom today. And that's always really, really hard. Because every time I say we hug at the airport, We don't know the number of her days. She's lived 85 years, and she knows that every day is a gift, and I know that too. And so when we say goodbye, we know the next time we see each other face-to-face very well might be when we're in heaven, after we've left this earth. I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful that the Lord has allowed me to heal to the point, heal from this brain injury to the point where I can actually travel alone by myself through airports, including the Atlanta airport, which is always interesting and never boring. So let's go ahead and move on in to those prayer requests that we have before us that we are praying until the Lord moves. Continued prayers for Bethany and Parker, who desire to add to their family through adoption. And yes, they've experienced two failed adoption attempts in 2021. This young couple is reevaluating everything, including where do we live and where Parker's 
employment opportunities are. Continued prayers for Stella's health, strength, and patience, as well as that the Lord will be very present and very evident in Ralph's healing journey. Continued prayers for TC in Missouri as she presses into the Lord, holds tight to Him, seeking what He would have her to do and how He would have her to walk and her choices and decisions in the days ahead. Continued prayers that the Lord will expedite BAM's visa application to the front of the line for the U.S. Embassy in Thailand to schedule her interview for her U.S. visa. Josh is here in the United States with Archie, their two-year-old, and yes, he desperately wants his wife and his young seven-month-old daughter to be able to come to the United States and to have the additional three children who are in in England with their grandparents be able to come to the United States as well. So yes, Lord, yes, we are waiting for your timing to bring this family back together in unity. Continued prayers that the Lord is sending his ministering saints into Laura's husband's path in Japan and that the Lord continues to pour into this young man's life mercy and grace as well as evidence that he is God and God alone, that this young man's eyes will be open, that Jesus and only Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and everything else is just junk and rubbish. And we also continue praying for Laura's healing journey. Continued prayers for the Chapman family who are now, they have the equity, I believe they have the equity from their house in Maui, and they are now free to pursue finding a home in their new location. And they are looking for the Lord's timing and the, where the Lord would have them to be. And continued prayers for my mom, Judy, on her continuing health struggles. Her next infusion is at the very beginning of December, and usually the seven days before that infusion can often be very hairy. So just that the Lord will comfort her and strengthen her during this time. Now, if you would like us to pray for you, or perhaps you have comments or thoughts that you wanted to share, or perhaps you would like to have a personal Bible of your own, our email address is psalmscast at gmail.com. That's psalmscast, P-S-A-L-M-S-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. If you prefer to call or to text, the number in the United States is 470-240-1509. If you use WhatsApp, the number is slightly different. It's one 470 2401509 You can also make connection on a social media platform. Psalmscast is on Facebook, Twitter, and MeWe. That's it for today. I am Denise. I love you and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow.